but here is what my dream is for you that each one of you have peace with who you are as a person like this self-awareness this understanding of this is who i am and that you also find peace in your place on the team that you know that you're here for a reason that we value you and that you have a harmony on this team that you also have peace in in your quest to define purpose and you have peace in knowing that your purpose is to contribute to the shaping of the culture i said when we talk about strengths we want to be able to talk about who you are as a person and a person of peace having your place knowing what your purpose is so that you have a relational and professional well-being as part of the result of you being here right here right now at leadership vision we're applying the language of strengths to more than just a superficial knowledge of a handful of terms about what makes you unique Don't get me wrong, we love the tool and what it does to help you put words to what makes you unique and stand out and all of that. But unless it's used to help you connect to something larger, well, it's kind of limited. What we're trying to do, as you just heard a moment ago from Brian, our president and CEO, is to help our clients and listeners, which would be you, find their relational and professional well-being using strengths in four ways. The first one is knowing which of your strengths help you fulfill your purpose. The second is knowing which of your strengths has a place on whatever team you're part of. The third one is knowing what strengths bring peace to you and others. And finally, which of your strengths influences other people? What I love about this episode here today is that Brian and I recorded it right after Brian introduced those four words, purpose, place, peace, and people, at two different recent client engagements. He switched up our approach and delivery in those engagements, and the results were pretty awesome. And I thought, you know what? It's a known client. They have high expectations of us. I'm going to try something new. Today on the Leadership Vision podcast, you'll get to hear about this new approach and more about the four P's, purpose, place, peace, and people. We'll share how they extend the language and philosophy of strengths beyond 34 definitions and also share some of the things that we're learning that can help individuals on this journey or teams trying to apply strengths or even entire organizations focused on building a strengths-based culture. So keep listening. Hello, everyone. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and you are listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. Before we get into the episode here today, when you're finished, we'd like to ask you to subscribe and share it. If you find value from this content or anything we do, we'd appreciate it if you would subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're also on Stitcher and iHeartRadio. We're also on the TuneIn app, which is the thing that you can listen to via Alexa and a bunch of others. But more importantly, please share the podcast and our other resources with anyone that you think might benefit from a greater understanding of our strengths-based approach to individual, team, and organizational development. Okay, so let's pick this up with Brian describing those two engagements I mentioned. He's going to give us a little bit more context before getting into all the application of the material. So one of the engagements was an education session that was about six to seven hours. And uh, the second event that we've done this week 
Uh, we've done three or four events this week. And so the second event was what we call a strengths launch. And that is a two to three hour, basically like just fast, rapid fire. Here's what strengths are, et cetera. Just right. a condensed Very version. Very high level. Very high level. However, what's similar to both of those uh, deliveries is this, is that we do an, an education section where we are teaching our unique and distinct perspective on how to apply a behavior-based approach to interpreting strengths for individuals, for their functional teams, and their team culture and organizational culture. So that section always has been there. And so we typically, you know, teach and apply it strengths-based education towards people to show an image on the screen. People respond to that. Then we spend some time teaching with teams, show an image that illustrates our teaching. Then we spend some time teaching on strengths applied to culture and then show a picture um, about that it illustrates our learning. Then we'd say what stands out. Now, as you can even tell by my saying it out loud, um, that can sometimes go really well and seamless and it can sometimes feel disjointed as you kind of just heard. And so we always give ourselves feedback on how it is that we're doing. And I just felt a little bit unsettled in that specific delivery. So what I decided to do is um, in this first engagement this week, Linda and I were doing an education session together. And I love to experiment and try new things when Linda is my consulting partner, because she'll give me the direct feedback on whether it worked or not. So I told her, I'm experimenting tomorrow, I'm going to try something new. I kind of told her what I was going to do. And Nathan, here's the big idea. Um, I, I, I changed it up like this. I did seven to 10 minutes of teaching the entire education process together. So I taught on people and I taught on teams. I taught on culture all together. You didn't split them all up. I, I didn't split them all up. Interesting. And okay. to help not split them up, I thought of different key phrases that I wanted the participants to write down because part of learning involves like writing something tactile. And so they did that. And then I had common words that I embedded in each one of those three phrases. And those three specific words I was going to draw out later as part of the application of what I was learning. Now, the big idea with this is give a little bit of teaching, ask someone to write something down, teach, and repeat that process three times. So there's repetition in the style of the delivery, there's repetition in a participant writing something down, and there's repetition in the alliteration of all of the key words. We're starting with the letter P. Wow, you you came up with all that on the on the spot, or right before, or in the day before. That's that's great, Brian. And what I like about that is that's that's language that I've heard you talk about for years. Maybe not in that uh, those four P's necessarily. But I like how you've integrated different things in your own life that you're thinking about or we've talked about as a team to do that. Is How, how did it go? How was it received? Were people into it? Did they think it was corny? Were they, were they crying and weeping with the <laughs> applicability of it to their own lives? No, I wouldn't say that. But oh, what okay, I, okay. I, I would say is that when we were able to seed that language or that vocabulary at the beginning, it kept coming up over and over again. And so we could refer back to it. And so when we did reference person or did reference place or purpose, they knew what we were talking about. Now, the second time that I presented this this week, I was consulting with Sarah. And so Sarah and I had an event that we did. And I told Sarah I was bringing something new and I asked her for help. I, I said, can you listen? Because I'm going to ask you after, did this make sense? And so after I got done teaching, um, 
we had a break right after that. And, I, and, and Sarah said, I, I loved it. That was great. I asked her some questions why she gave me some direct feedback. And I said, well, now we have a chance to try something new again. And she said, well, what is that? And I said, well, you know, an hour from now, we're going to have strengths conversations. We're going to have four to five strengths conversations. I said, what if we made up, like I'm doing this right, right during the event. Lifetime, like we're doing now. Yep. And I said, what if we made up four prompts Hmm. and we asked the people, um, like once they're done completing their theme print, we asked them, which strength of yours helps you fulfill your purpose? And then they write the word purpose next to that strength. Then we asked the second question, um, which strength of yours has a place on this team? And so they wrote place next to the strength that they thought brings life to the team. The third prompt we said is, which strength of yours brings peace to others? Write the word peace next to that strength. Then the fourth prompt was, which one of your strengths influences another person? And write the word person next to that strength. So Sarah and I created that language. We created those prompts. Live time, Sarah and I came up with our own examples to answer those questions and allowed the participants to write peace, purpose, place, and person next to the corresponding strengths. So wow. to reinforce that theme, later on in the day when they were pairing up with other team members, having strengths-based conversations, we would use those prompts. Say, okay, everybody, this time we're going to have a two-minute conversation and we'll what we want you to do is we want you to talk about the strength that you said helps you fulfill your purpose. So now the people were not only just having a conversation about one of their strengths, but they were having a conversation on how that strength helps them fulfill their purpose, how that strength influences another person, how that strength brings peace to the members of their team and how they see that strength in place impacting others. It makes sense. Well, it, it makes total sense. But it, my, one of my first thoughts is what if you don't know your purpose? What did the people do who are like, I don't think I know what my purpose is. Is that a separate activity? Is that something that they just had to kind of figure well, yeah, out? That's on the, a great question. On the spot. Yeah. In this context, I, I layered that prompt as okay. I said it, uh, for you to fulfill your purpose, uh, for that strength that allows you to fulfill the purpose of the team, uh, your purpose in partnership with somebody else. So I had a couple of different drop downs of that, knowing that in this group, we had some people that this was their first job out of college, the people that were probably in their mid forties and everywhere in between. So I, I knew based upon the audience that there may be some people there that were like, I'm not even sure if I know what my purpose is yet. So I, I deduced mm, it down okay. to the context that they were in. Wow. That's good. So people were receptive to this. Oh, they were receptive to it. And what was a surprise to me was then to hear back from the participants, because after they have that two minute conversation, then Sarah and I say, well, what did your neighbor talk about? So what was, oh man, Nathan, what was so cool was to hear someone say, you know what? I just talked to Nathan and Nathan sees his strength of restorative, helping him fulfill his purpose in this way. So they're just adding this dimension of relational understanding that we've not really asked them to go into before. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we talk about vulnerability and we've talked about that on the past on the podcast. And I would imagine that you, you take something like this and it forces, maybe forces is too strong a word, but it makes people invites. Thank you. Invites people to become, to be vulnerable and, learn something about their strengths, learn something about their colleagues in a way that is perhaps not as intimidating, is perhaps a little bit softer, a little easier to, to digest, 
but it can also go pretty deep pretty quick if you're not careful, I guess. Yeah, we really believe in introducing topics that lead people toward the place of being vulnerable. Sometimes when you use the word vulnerable, you're using it in an intentional way to get at something specific. Hmm. In the practice that we just did, that Sarah and I just led, we did not say vulnerability. We didn't introduce that concept. We just introduced a prompt that would you know, cause some type of response that would ask someone to be more vulnerable sure. than what they may have anticipated. Because we're asking people to talk about purpose. We're asking them to talk about an influence of a person. We're asking them to talk about how they perceive themselves bringing peace somewhere. This is a whole different level of conversation than we've done before. So we tried something new this week. Uh, we tried it a couple of times. Um, and as you can see, the second time that we delivered it, we tried something new on the second delivery. Um, you know, Sarah and I had to create something on the spot and, you know, we'll try it again on Monday. Wow. We have another event on Monday with Sarah and I. And at that client event, we plan on delivering much the same thing as we did today. However, we will make some of these adaptations and perhaps, in, you know, make some changes. Yeah. This is, this is cool, exciting, interesting. And it, it reminds me of how stand-up comedians work. And huh. what I mean well, by how's that? What I mean by thank you for asking. What I mean by that is some stand-up comedians they work out their material on stage. They go to these you always hear about, you know, Jerry Seinfeld and I don't I don't know, big other big name comedians going to these little clubs. They just kind of show up, they try to work out these bits. How does the crowd respond? How do I change it? How do I tweak it? And they're all preparing for some like big show. You know, Kevin Hart does this, John Mulaney does this, Brian Regan. I mean, you name the you name the comedian. And uh, what's interesting about hearing, and I don't know if this relates to you, but you can sit down and map out a lesson plan, write a joke, whatever it is. But until you're in front of the quote unquote audience, until you're in front of the client, you have no idea how they're going to respond to it, how they're going to embrace it or not. And so some of what I like about what you're doing and what, what I do and what all of our team does is you're like, I have this idea. It's not maybe fully formulated in a complete sense. And so let's, let's put it out there and see how people react and respond, tweak it for the next time, tweak that for the next time until we have something that's pretty polished and pretty well like ready for that HBO, that Netflix comedy special. Is that even remotely applicable to what we do here? Yes, it is. It is applicable to what we are doing. And one of the things that I am reliant upon, and Nathan, you know this because we podcasted about this before, oh, yeah. we've been working together for a, you know well over a decade, is you know that I write everything down. And so right. part of this process, you know, I'm always taking notes on what's happening in any of our engagement. Part of the delivery is you know, improvising as you're speaking. And so I'm saying things, I'm applying things, I'm using illustrations that I didn't prepare ahead of time to use. And so part of my capture is once I was done teaching is actually writing down some of the things that I said that I saw resonate with the people that were in the room. So for example, um, in the first engagement of this week, when I was talking about uh, the I'm a person of influence, I talked about contextualizing your response or how it is that you were thinking to a relational context. So I said, think about yourself as a person of influence and how it is that you're influencing your family, 
your loved ones, maybe it's your spouse, your partner, the people that you're doing life with, uh, in your community, the places you volunteer, your neighborhood. Think about those relationships that you're close to and how you've influenced them. Now, I didn't plan on saying that, but one of the things that we believe is that a lot of the relational examples that we can draw on come from those that we are living life with the most consistently. And I also want to lead people outside of that team into their relational lives, because I know that they'll have great examples there to share once they get into the, the conversation portion. And then when we were teaching about culture, one of the things as I was saying, in response to the phrase, I have a purpose to shape culture, this is what I, I asked them. I said, think about the practices that your, that your team has and how those practices shape the culture. I talked about some professional expectations. So how do professional expectations shape the culture? And I also talked about taking pride, like taking pride in having a culture that is focused on well-being. And, and so I think that there's this challenge of, you know, if I'm asking you to be a shaper of culture, I'm also asking you to take pride in the contribution that you are making to the healthy culture. So those were things I didn't plan on saying, practice, professional, and pride, but they came up. And when we were talking and teaching about teams, again, along the prompt, I have a place on my team. This is something that I've been working on a lot lately, and, and that is a team as a place of understanding, meaning, and belonging. And so I challenge people to think about how they've had a growing understanding of themselves on their team, how they have helped other people gain more meaning in their place on the team, and how is it that you can create a team where all are welcome and that each person feels like I belong. I have something to contribute. If I were to leave, you know, there's a spoke in the wheel that's going to break, and I'm not sure if it's going to ever be in true mm -hmm. again. So these are all things I was kind of adding as I was teaching that I captured in my notes. So I'm able to teach it again the second time and the third time yeah. uh, that I deliver this. So this is why I think we need to have a, a, a recording crew follow us around or follow you around more specifically and capture this because even when you write it down, it's never quite the same the second or third time. So I'm I'm glad that you're having Sarah there to kind of help capture and record this stuff for the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a witness. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Brian, well, this is fun. I'm I'm glad that we can capture some of this stuff live time and and record it and and share it. And uh, hopefully, I mean, this stuff is out there now. So if people <clears throat> want to use those prompts and kind of connect it. Uh, to their own strengths, I would love to hear what those things are. So as you think about which of your strength, you know, leads to your your purpose and what were the Brian say the four words again? Person, person, place, place, purpose, purpose, and peace, and peace. So as you're listening to this, I hope that you know you want to take those four P's and you connect it to your own strengths, who you are, and then share that with us. Leave us a comment, maybe in the blog post, on social media, or you can even send us an email at connect at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. Brian, any final thoughts? My only final thought is the lesson in all of this is you know, do the hard work to be familiar and confident with the material that you're teaching. Yeah. Also, you know, don't be afraid to lean into the courage needed to try something new, uh, to kind of test yourself and what it is that you're learning. Because I really believe that you'll surprise yourself in trying something new, thinking it through, delivering it, and then getting some objective feedback, and then trying it again. I think that's the way that we grow professionally. 
And if we continue to take a learning posture and we're curious on how we can deliver things in new ways, we'll continue to be more and more effective with those people that we're serving. I look forward to hearing how this goes the second time around. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Brian, I will talk to you later. All right, thanks, man. Bye. Bye. This is hard work, and let's never, ever forget that. It doesn't happen quickly or automatically, but with some intentionality, it is possible to operate out of areas of greatest strength most of the time. If you'd like help on that journey, or just maybe want to bounce some ideas off of someone, well, that's what we're here to do. So you can drop us a line. You can email me, Nathan, at leadershipvisionconsulting.com, or send something to our general inbox, connect at leadershipvisionconsulting.com, or you can drop us a line via our website, which is leadershipvisionconsulting.com slash contact. I know, that's a mouthful. But hey, thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. And also, if you found value from this episode or any of our content, we'd appreciate it if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, a whole bunch of others. Please share the episode and our other resources with anyone you think might benefit from going deeper, you know, into our strengths-based approach to individual, team, and organizational development. I'm Nathan Freeberg, and on behalf of our entire team, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.